We are deep into football season here in Gillespie County, and we've had a lot of good football. We've talked a lot to Lance Moffat. We've talked a lot to Chad Zinner, but we are back at Heritage School talking to head coach Tim Shipman of the Heritage Eagles. Coming off of a bye week, Coach, how are you today? I'm doing good, Reed. I appreciate you having me on here. Very uh, very excited about uh, this part of the season and uh, very excited about all the football teams in this area. Yeah, it's been a fun year all the way around, and that doesn't stop with the Eagles. And I know the record doesn't exactly suggest that, but you guys have played some really good teams, and you've played them all really tight. And um, here we are talking to you for the third time. And I think first to- first part of the year we talked a lot of anticipation and and what might what could be. The second part of the year we talked just around the middle of the season, right before district, and you guys have played some really good teams. Now I'm talking to you. You've had some success. I think you've gone on to win two since we last did a podcast. So some winning over here in Heritage, huh? Well, that's right. You know, we did talk about uh, how we played a very difficult non-district schedule. Uh, we played uh, some Division two, Division one schools. We're Division three, and so it uh, did a lot to prepare us for our district games. We uh, are two and one in district. Uh, last week uh, we were open this past week, but prior to that uh, we took one on the chin to Bracken, and they have a very solid team this year. Uh, definitely they're currently ranked number one in the state, and uh, uh, even went out to Rankin and, and beat Rankin, who is a high-ranked UIL mm-hmm. team. That uh, says a lot Rankin. about who they are and, and where they are. But um, uh, And so we definitely uh, learned a lot in that game. It was good to have a bye week, uh, kind of heal up a little bit and uh, get ready for what we call the second season. We've still got two district games left, uh, and then uh, then we start the playoffs. And uh, if we take care of business and we feel like we, we should be able to do that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how y'all do. And of course, like you mentioned you got two games left: SA Atonement and then uh, San Marcos Hill Country. Um, but before we really dive into the rest of the year, I wanted to mention Heritage Volleyball finishing second in district play, heading to the playoffs for the what? I guess the gazillionth time at this point for that program. <laughs> that, that's right. They uh, they uh, had a hard fought battle against San Angelo Cornerstone uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, but they are primed for a, a very exciting playoff run. They've uh, uh, they've got a couple of uh, warm-up games, I guess you could call it, uh, before the playoffs start uh, right around November 5th, I believe, uh, if I've got uh, that right. Yeah, November 5th or 6th, and that game's not set yet, but uh, there will be a school out of Houston uh, that has to travel over here. Uh, the higher seed will host, and so uh, they're really excited about that and hopefully uh, making a Final Four run. If we can make it back to the Final Four like we did last year, then we'll have a – chance to probably most likely meet up with San Angelo Cornerstone and uh, you know who knows what can happen at that point. Well I know they got to celebrate the seniors a couple weeks I guess a couple matches ago and uh, they've got a couple good seniors a real strong sophomore class we're we're excited to see how the Lady Eagles do but I had jumping back over to football because we're here to talk about to Tim Shipman and the Eagle football program. Um, Let's talk about that Bracken game a little bit you go into it and this is the year that you and I you talked about all year long this is the game this is the big sure. one. We want to beat Bracken, uh, top team in Division Three. Things don't go so great. And I know you mentioned you had some guys banged up, but uh, when you come out of that game, what would what, what you tell the guys and where were we all at after that? You know, I think uh, the most important thing was, was going into that, we knew we were up against a really, really good football team. Uh, credit to them. They've got a lot of pieces in place. Um, uh, to make a real run, you know, at a state title. And so we know what kind of football team we're playing against. That was important first off for the guys to understand, you know, this is this is a big target right here and this is what's happening. In game, we continually uh, talked about going to the next play, play the next play. As coaches, 
keep coaching them up, keep coaching, keep coaching, uh, continue to play. And then also, uh, we learned a lot through that game. We, we hope that we can earn the opportunity to play Bracken in the playoffs. Um, I feel like they will probably take care of their business as talented as they are. Um, if we can stay healthy, uh, this off week gave us an opportunity to get healthy and, um, uh, we can give ourselves a shot at them again. I think it might be a different ball game. We certainly have a complete uh, amount of respect for them, but um, we learned a lot and um, would love to, to have another shot. If that were to happen, it would uh, most likely be in the semifinal round. Uh, and so we have a lot of football left, and the guys know that. They know we've got two important district games coming up. We've got to make sure that we are uh, playing our best football of the season. And then uh, you get the playoffs, and you can't take anything for granted in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys have a lot of experience in the playoffs. Y'all been there, done that, and you've been there, done that yourself as a head coach. But uh, that Bracken game was in the middle of a really of a week where all three Gillespie County teams were playing top-ranked teams, and uh, you're not alone in struggling against them. You're not alone in wanting a second shot at them. So maybe y'all will all get that later on down the road. But after that game, you go into a bye week, and you mentioned this, and I didn't know this prior. Y'all do things a little bit differently on this second bye week where you just kind of give the guys a week off. Uh, Why do you do that, and what do you think are the benefits of that? Well, you know, it's definitely unorthodox, but it's something that I've done probably, I would say, really for the last 20 years. Um, We like to give them a week off and have a reset. It's about week eight or nine. Uh, It gives us a chance to truly kind of step away from football for a week uh, they come back more energized more enthusiastic they're mentally fresh Uh, it does fall during our fall break Uh, we have a fall break and a spring break over here at heritage so we do not have classes during that week of fall break and um, so it allows them to come back and prepare for what we call the second season Uh, and that second season is of course we've got to wrap up district play and then go into the playoffs and you know from august on it's a pretty it's a hard grind for every football team uh, regardless of your situation and uh, for teenagers to be able to step away from football let their bodies rest take care of some things mentally get away from it for a little bit um I feel like the, we have a net gain there. Uh, the, the fear is, of course, you've got a little bit of rust. You're right at a time when, when things are very critical, and, and there is a little bit of worry there, and it does take us a little time to make sure that we get, uh, get that rust knocked off. Uh, but fortunately, our schedule is set up in such that we have San Antonio Atonement coming to uh, our place this coming Friday, and uh, – Uh, No disrespect to them. They're certainly not one of the powerhouse district teams. And so it does give us a chance to get that rust knocked off, come back fresh, start to – and it gives us coaches a chance to kind of assess where are we at and where do we want to go in terms of X's and O's and and really evaluate that first part of the season and get ready for uh, what hopefully turns out to be an incredible playoff run. Yeah, I hope so, too. And you mentioned, you know, kind of having to heal up a little bit. And um, in six-man football, you already have smaller rosters. But you guys are really working uh, with the thins of it this year, coming in with 11 guys. You mentioned the other day you all played with seven. And yeah. um, and obviously every coach speaks preaches that next-man-up mentality. And it's something that Lance Moffat's been high on. And we saw it last week in their win over Canyon Lake. But um, for you guys specifically, when you go in there with seven, eight guys, how important does that mentality become? 
when you when you have guys starting to come down with these little nagging injuries oh it's it's huge and it does it, it comes down to a mindset and it's something that we've built within the program and we preach it all the time and that's that we need six guys obviously if we have 20 every 20 of them are very important and everybody's got to got to uh pour out their entire water bottle they got to give everything they can to uh, their team whether you have seven guys or you have 20 and uh, so I think within the program there is this mindset that uh, we need six if we got six then uh, we'll play you anywhere anytime and uh, these guys have done a great job of embracing that mindset and uh, it, it was no different we played Living Rock uh, a couple of weeks ago with seven suited up seven guys due to a few injuries uh, various things and um, um we're able to come out of that game with a very sound wind. And I, I think in that approach, you, if your kids have the right mindset, and that's a mindset of uh, a winning mindset, a champion mindset, a victory mindset, we're going to do everything we can and whatever it takes, you know. Um, and every single player knows that at any point in time, several guys can go down and uh, I've got to be ready to play. And so they get tons of reps in practice. Uh, they're prepared to play multiple positions. Um, they're taking care of their bodies, doing things that they need to do, uh, even if maybe they're number nine or ten on the, on the list as far as rotating in. And uh, then whenever you do wind up suiting out seven, that uh, guy that might have been eight or nine or ten, he's ready to roll. Absolutely, and, and a guy that you can kind of point that to, and I'm sure there's two or three kids that you could point out and feel free to, but um, the guy that I want to that I want to highlight, because I'm tired of writing his name. I'm not tired, <laughs> but I'm writing his name a lot lately. He's been our Athlete of the Week several times, a sophomore Tress Johns. I mean, uh, we, coming into the year, he was obviously a defensive-focused guy a year ago as a freshman. Right. was one of your leaders in tackles. This year, you lean on him a little bit more in the offensive aspect, but you're still leaning a lot heavier on Caden Bray and Jack Henderson and Brooklyn and those seniors. But when you start having some injuries, and we won't go into depth about the injuries. We want to keep that private. But when you start having some injuries to some of those key players and they're missing some time, how valuable is it to have guys like Tress who step up and start making those plays? I mean, he's scoring six, seven times a game on both sides of the ball. You know, how valuable is it when you have guys step up and answer that call? Well, that's incredibly valuable. I think it is just a testament. He put in his time last year. He um, has worked hard in the weight room. Uh, he's paid attention, even though he wasn't uh, offensive uh, emphasis last year, he paid attention to what's going on in offense. And all of that comes together and is paying off now. And that's uh, getting teenagers to understand that everything you do, your seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade year, 10th grade year, they're all investments in future years. Uh, even if in some cases, it's not until your senior year that all of a sudden the light bulb goes on, your body grows a little bit, you mentally get a little bit faster in terms of understanding the game, and all of a sudden you find yourself having a phenomenal year. Well, that's kind of what's happening with Tress Johns right now. It just so happens that he's a sophomore, which is uh, really exciting as far as the future goes. Absolutely. Very proud of him as far as his leadership and what he's bringing to the locker room, what he's bringing to the weight room, his work ethic. Um, you know, another one alongside him uh, mentioned, of course, it, whenever you have seven, eight guys suiting out, you can't help but mention every one of them. Yeah. Because every one of them are so critically important to the equation. Um, you know, but uh, Bridger Harden, he uh, has 
been one of those that he, he's a freshman and of course his his learning curves going straight up but very proud of him as well and uh as several guys you know tristan roberts has stepped up he's had to play some quarterback and uh, he's a sophomore very proud of him and gage nelson and you've got trace atkinson and uh, uh so many others josh Tabor. you know i need to mention all of them really because that's what i love about this team is it doesn't matter if maybe you're scoring all the touchdowns or maybe all you're doing is, is uh, you're blocking, doing non-touchdown scoring type things. It's that team mentality. And this, this group of guys, they're so close. They're working so well together. They're picking each other up. They're, they're keeping their chins up. They're, uh, they're really, we've got a lot of football left. Their best football is ahead of them. Their mentality, and that's why we believe – that if we get that opportunity to play Bracken again, that we could shock the world. Absolutely, and I'd love to see y'all get that opportunity. Uh, and you mentioned earlier the second season. You're going into this back half of the year. you got two games left. Uh, you need to win both of them to at least secure a spot. Um, first off, starting with SA Atonement, and then, of course, San Marcos Hill Country. Um, let's let's start with SA Atonement first and talk about your upcoming opponent this week. I know they're younger. Uh, I was looking at their roster today. They've got a freshman standing over six foot, so they've got some. They've got some size. When you look at SA Atonement, what are they going to bring to the table? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is is just uh, they'll they'll bring uh, some speed. They've got pretty good speed. Um, you know, they are young. Um, they've got a new coach. Uh, I think they're they're energized this year compared to other years. Uh, they're trying to build that program over there and turn the corner, and we can't take them for granted. You know, we're coming off the bye week, and like we talked, we uh, didn't practice last week, and so we certainly have to get back in here today and uh, um, make sure that we're taking care of our business and getting a lot of reps, a lot of fundamentals. It, it won't be too difficult for us to get excited. It is our what we call flight night week, and uh, flight night week is – uh, kind of our version of homecoming. So Thursday night, uh, we have bonfire. It starts out here at 6 to 7 o'clock. The, the champion tailgaters, our booster club, they'll be serving uh, food. And uh, uh, then uh, bonfire program starts at 7 o'clock. And then Friday night is our uh, – they'll deliver the game ball with a helicopter, which is always exciting. And uh, a lot of other activities, uh, Spirit Week going on this week at the school and, and various things like that. And so uh, as far as the excitement and uh, getting up for a San Antonio to atonement is not going to be very difficult for these guys. And after having a week off and coming off of that uh, loss to Bracken, uh, they're chomping at the bit to get back in the saddle and, and get things rolling again. You mentioned this being being flight night week, and, and I mean, I know you're, you're probably still going to get a shot, assuming you make the playoffs, to play here again at Shipman Field. But this is going to be the last time your seniors lace up regular season here at Shipman Field. So I thought I'd give you a minute to let's talk about those seniors. Caden Bray, uh, kind of your speedster. Uh, sure. He's been a starter for a while. Brooklyn Parsons at center. And then, of course, Jack Henderson. I love watching him carry the ball. Absolutely. How special are those three? They they are incredibly special. And, and we also have Reese Thompson, who's been our manager. He's a senior this year. Been with us forever and such a servant leader and, and always been at uh, practice and games, uh, helping us out from that regard. So uh, I'd like to speak to all four of them, really. Um, they've all led really well. They have uh, done everything we've asked them to do. Uh, very, very proud of each one of them. Excited for their future. Excited for what God's going to do in their lives and, and what he's going to do uh, with them outside that gate, you know. Um, Caden, it's hard to believe, you know, he's, of course, everybody knows this, he's my nephew. And, uh, 
Uh, he's just been a dynamic player to watch. Uh, very exciting to watch him grow from all the from the time he was in middle school, and uh, very proud of the way he's leading and, and leading by example. Uh, having a, a fear, all all of them have a fearless, courageous uh, attitude, you know, and uh, that that catches. Very proud of uh, Brooklyn Parsons. You know, he's anchored down that uh, center spot and uh, really, from a football standpoint, really honing that craft and uh, learning to find those little pockets. You know, and six-man, the center is also eligible for passes. So he's like a tight end that snaps the ball first. And uh, But he is, he's led well. He's spent a lot of time in the weight room and, and really grown quite a bit. And I'm excited for him seeing that pay off and uh, – hoping that we can have a really good run here at the end. Uh, Jack uh, has become really a dynamic runner. He's always, you know, in the past he has been kind of in the shadow of uh, John Fritch. John was over here and uh, incredible running back. And, and uh, so Jack has always kind of been in his shadow a little bit. And it's been exciting just to see Jack uh, really get a lot more touches in terms of what he's done with the ball. But defensively, uh, really how on what he's done. He um, He's really a, a technician when it comes to tackling and and using his speed and in coverage and different things like that. Just uh, very proud of all four of these guys and uh, very excited to uh, make a great playoff run. But then to, to watch them and be around them throughout their entire senior year is just going to be an incredible journey. And I, I want to throw a homage to Jack Henderson. I love watching him run the football. As a guy who grew up loving Mike Allstott and that style of running where it's like, I'm going to go straight. And if you're in my way, that's not my problem. That's how Jack runs, and I love it. it. He runs but, uh, downhill. He runs he downhill. Runs it, downhill. It's from point A to point B, and he doesn't matter what's in front of him. Exactly. Uh, I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. I have. It's just a joy he, watching him he run is. the football. He leans forward. I mean, he's yeah. leaning forward the whole whole way, and so, uh, and he he's he's really worked on that over the years, and and I feel like. Uh, He's really come on his senior year, and that's that's exciting. Very happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. And let's kind of wrap it up. i got two more questions for you, yeah. and then I'll let you get back to being an AD. But <laughs> um, you're going into these last two weeks heading into the postseason, and obviously you want to win both of those. But outside of winning, what do you want to see from your guys these last two weeks so that heading into the playoffs you're confident? Absolutely. We always talk about a sense of urgency. Uh, we talk about in August playing our best football in October and November. Um, these are the games that um, that uh, you, you win or go home. And so I'd like to see a sense of urgency in practice. The sun starts to go down a little bit earlier. Temperatures get a little bit cooler. Um, hopefully. You know, some the uh, – the, yeah, hopefully, no doubt. Hopefully. The uh, junior high team has wrapped up their season. They're heading into basketball. Uh, and so this, this sense of urgency and focus. And um, I think if we can – that's my biggest two things that I want from them, and I, I don't have any doubt that I'll see it. We, we around here, we we talk about the second season quite a bit, and uh, we have an expectation to go to the playoffs and make a deep run, if not make it to the state championship, and then see what happens. And in order to do that, this time of year, even though you've been going 14, 15 weeks, you have to have that sense of urgency. You have to keep grinding, get out here and practice, keep getting the reps in. Uh, learn the scout plans, understand what you're, you're supposed to do, and play your best football. Uh, and not, not allow any of the uh, pressure or anything like that of playoffs. As long as you keep your priorities straight, then that pressure doesn't, uh, doesn't get to you. And it's, it's the next game, and uh, let's go win, try to move on to the next level. 
And absolutely, you you mentioned it a second ago, uh, junior junior high school football or logic football. Uh, they wrapped up fairly recently, and, and and I know your son played this year, so I'm sure you got a joy out of that. But uh, can you talk a little talk a little bit about how their season went and what you saw from those younger Eagles. Absolutely, those guys uh, had a phenomenal year. Uh, they did uh, play just this last Thursday over at New Braunfels Christian Academy in the semifinals of their South Texas football conference. Uh, they did get beat. They took a loss. But, um, man, there's 18 of those guys, and every one of them uh, are learning the game, doing a lot of things that we do uh, on the varsity level in terms of fundamentals and uh, some X's and O's and our philosophy. Uh, we've got a very bright future. A lot of, a lot of those kids uh, will come on over across the road playing varsity ball. We, we have three of them will move up next year uh, as freshmen, but uh, – very proud of the season that they had. Very thankful for our coaching staff. Um, they did a phenomenal job. They bought into our program and our system, and they teach those guys. Uh, very exciting to wrap up, of course, my son Zeke. He's uh, a sixth grader and uh, had a great year, and uh, it was such a joy to just get to listen to him on the truck ride home, <laughs> uh, just talk and uh, about football. And you know, It took 20 years, but finally got a shipment in pads and on the football field. <laughs> Uh, and so it's been a very, very joyful journey there and uh, looking forward to uh, the future years with that group of uh, young men. Yeah, and seeing Zeke Shipman getting coached by his dad out here on Shipman Field. Those will be fun <laughs> days. That'll, that'll be some good times. I hope that I'm blessed uh, with that opportunity. I hope you are too. I hope I'm here to see it. But, Coach, thanks as always for joining me on Standard Sports Talk. We love having Heritage on the show, and uh, I'm excited to see where this season takes you all. Thank you, Reed. I appreciate it and uh, appreciate you always coming out and giving us this opportunity. Absolutely. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. And I'm sure this isn't the last time you hear from Coach Tim Shipman on Standard Sports Talk.